0: He will be called Prince of Peace. You may not recall the, the Sainsbury's uh, advert of 20, Christmas 2014 until I remind you what it was about. It was produced in association with the British Legion. And it depicted that scene uh, on the first on the Christmas 2014, in 1914 when there was an unofficial tri- temporary truce. You remember that? and the the British and German soldiers just spontaneously uh, sang carols, and they could hear each other across the trenches. And on Christmas morning, they had that football match, which seems to have genuinely happened. uh, There's a lot of evidence that it it really did take place. A temporary truce, a temporary peace, a few hours of respite from the horror of conflict. At this time of year, we wish friends and family a peaceful Christmas. We wish them peace, and we give and receive messages of peace. And we do so in part, at least, because we know that peace is very elusive. There are a lot of things that come along in our daily lives that make us lose our peace, whether it's in relationships, in health issues, or at work, we so easily lose our peace. And I suppose when we wish our friends and family a peaceful Christmas, we're at least hoping for them that they will enjoy just some respite from the troubles that may be afflicting them. May they have a few days over Christmas when there's just some respite from all the stresses and strains of daily life, rather like that football match in 2014. Each year, the publisher Oxford Dictionaries uh, publishes chooses a word for the year. You may have heard this year's. They've chosen the word toxic, from toxic substances in Salisbury to toxic politics, for many of us, toxic relationships, Toxic oceans, as, are there, as we're more and more aware of the effects of plastic. And the Me Too movement, drawing, putting the spotlight on toxic masculinity. You can see why they've chosen the word, even though, of course, there's so much good in our world and so much to celebrate. Peace seems a scarce commodity at times. His name shall be called Prince of Peace. And yet peace is an inadequate translation of this Hebrew word shalom. The child to be born is actually the Prince of Shalom. And yes, shalom means peace, of course it does, but it means so much more. It's not just the temporary absence of conflict or war or a temporary respite from a toxic world. It's much more than that. It's about wholeness, rightness, joy, or as one author puts it, I like this, it's about the way things should be. That's shalom. Shalom is the way things should be. He is the Prince of Peace. He's the one we celebrate tonight. He will be the person, Isaiah said, who's going to be in charge of putting things right, of making things the way they should be. During the last evening that Jesus spent with his friends, John in his gospel spends quite a lot of time talking about that and describing what Jesus said to his friends. But among many other things, this is what he said. Peace, I leave with you. Peace, I give you. I do not give it as the world gives it. So let not your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. This is extraordinary. Peace as a gift, not just a blessing, not just a wish. Peace as a gift is truly extraordinary. If only we could, we can't do that, can we? We can wish our friends peace, but we cannot give it to them as a gift. Jesus said, peace I give you, my peace. But he said, the peace that I give you is different. It's a different sort of peace. It's not the sort of peace that you get in the world. The more resources we have in this world, the more we have the ability to buy things to distract us from what we may be taking away our peace. Jesus comes at it the other way. He said, this peace starts from within. This is a peace that you can know even in those difficult circumstances in life. This is quite different. It's a peace not as the world gives it, he said. It's a peace from within. It's a gift that I can experience and know in the daily trials of life. The peace that Jesus gives is knowing that I am accepted, I'm forgiven, I'm loved. That's what this peace is about. I'm freed, I'm cleansed, I'm loved by God. So in the stillness, in the stillness of this Christmas Eve, the Prince of Peace invites us to receive his gift. The gift of peace. Our wonderful tradition of singing uh, carols, uh, they're so rooted in our culture, aren't they? that when we're doing our Christmas shopping in shopping centers and supermarkets, some amazing lyrics come flooding through the buildings. Around this time last year, uh, it just it's, it's implanted in my memory. I was at an aisle in a packed Sainsbury's, and my favorite carol came on, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and we came to the, is it the second or the third verse? Uh, Veiled in flesh the Godhead see, Hail the Incarnate Deity." One of the, my favorite lines, I just was, perhaps I should have done it, but I was just seized with this impulse, just to say, stop. Just stop for a moment, my fellow shoppers. Just listen to this. Just get these words. Can we just put the mince pies down and take this in? This is awesome. And this is either true, or it's not. God, What this really was God in human flesh. Or this is fake news. There's nothing in between. It's one or the other. It's true or it's fake news. In our reading just now, the angels declared to the shepherds, Today, a savior has been born to you. He is Messiah, the Lord. Today, a savior has been born to you. He is Messiah, the Lord. Either that is the most solid truth in the world. It must be either the most solid truth that we will ever hear, or we are wasting our time here tonight. And we may as well do as Richard Dawkins would suggest, we just go home, have a drink, And forget the whole thing. There's really nothing in between. But if it's true. If it's true that that baby born really was Messiah, Savior, Lord of the world. Then it's the most life-changing news that we can ever hear. And it must translate into something completely life-changing and not just something that gives us a warm glow, inner glow at Christmas. Today, a savior has been born to you, an actual baby, a flesh and blood baby. And yet, Luke and the other gospel writers, of course, go on to describe the life of this truly extraordinary man, in many ways, an ordinary man, And yet, in so many other ways, a truly extraordinary man. Ordinary in that with his friends, and I love these stories, where they ate together, mourned together, fished together, talked together, long into the night, with his friends. An ordinary man in that sense. And yet, at the same time, this is a man like no other. This is a man who calmed the storm, as our song has just reminded us. A man who could calm the storm, who could give sight to the blind, who healed the sick, who raised people from the dead. A life and a ministry that declared to us and demonstrated to us what the God we worship is really lo- is like. This is what he's like. The mad... Pre-Christmas rush is over, and here we are. As Janie said at the beginning, just to pause and think: what really is all this about? Let's just reflect on this. And at a few, we've come to midnight communion, and a few minutes we're going to take bread and wine, and we're reminded that the God who became flesh voluntarily suffered with us and for us. And we'll be invited to the table behind me. God is present with us here this evening. God by his spirit is here. As we come forward we will hear the words the body of Christ broken for you The blood of Christ shed for you. May the reality of this sink into each of us. There's one occasion in Jesus' ministry where he's in one of the villages around Galilee. This is what he said Come to me, all you who are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. That invitation still stands. Come to me, come to me, and I will give you rest. Come, and let us surrender into his presence. Come.